In their own words, a collection of Mormon quotations has been a handy resource that details what Mormon leaders and manuals have taught regarding the doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Compiled by Mormonism Research Ministries' Bill McKeever, In Their Own Words has thousands of topical entries, and as a bonus, each copy includes a searchable CD version of the book. Order In Their Own Words directly from Mormonism Research Ministry at mrm.org. Once again, that's mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Christian, what does your theology begin with? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week, we've been looking at a talk given by an LDS apostle by the name of Dale G. Renlin. He gave this talk in the Saturday afternoon session on April 2nd, 2022. It was the General Conference Women's Session. So he is speaking to an audience of LDS women. And he's going through this young women theme, and we've already discussed what that is, but this young women theme has certain points that LDS females are supposed to adhere to. And the first one, of course, is, I am a beloved daughter of heavenly parents with a divine nature and eternal destiny. And what Mr. Renlin is going to do is go through these points and explain them. Well, today we're looking at the second truth that is found in this theme, and that is, as he says, the second truth is that we have heavenly parents, a father and a mother. He continues, the doctrine of a heavenly mother comes by revelation and is a distinctive belief among Latter-day Saints. President Dallin H. Oaks explained the importance of this truth, quote, our theology begins with heavenly parents, our highest aspiration is to be like them, end quote. So Dallin H. Oaks, who serves in the First Presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he gives this talk and he makes that statement, our theology begins with our heavenly parents. Let me ask you, Eric, as an evangelical Christian, if someone were to ask you, where does your theology begin? Would you answer that it begins with heavenly parents? No, because the Bible doesn't teach that. It starts with God, uh, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created. And so we have the idea that God has always existed, Psalm 90, verse 2. And so we have this eternal God who decided to create the universe, and he created man, and that's where I would begin. Okay, well, let's think about this. Let's say you converted to the church in the 1830s. Would that be where your theology begins with this idea of heavenly parents? Yeah. I would tend to say no, because we don't even see this becoming even quasi-official until November of 1909 with the first presidency under Joseph F. Smith. Now, there are some statements that apparently Joseph Smith talked about this concept of a heavenly mother to some individuals. But it seems odd that if this were such an important doctrine in the LDS Church, 
why is it we're getting it from private conversations that weren't even considered canonical at that time? Why is it you have to wait clear up until 1909 for the church to even make it somewhat official? I would venture to say that probably a lot of Latter-day Saints, if you were to ask them before 1909, where does your theology begin? I don't think they would say it begins with heavenly parents. Now, some might say that now because Dallin Oaks is telling them to say that, but does it really make sense in light of how this doctrine wasn't even understood and, and completely formulated in the early years of the church. And, and again, we've talked about this before. Heavenly Mother is not something that's found in the standard works. If it's not found in the standard works, it's going to be a, an assumption, speculative. You're going to have to come up with reasoning. We find out that that's what leaders actually have to do. Well, Dallin Oaks didn't just say our theology begins with heavenly parents, as he's cited by Mr. Renlund, our highest aspiration is to be like them. That statement makes me stop and think. If I'm a Latter-day Saint woman sitting here listening to Dale Renlund, and let's say I don't have the ability to have children, physically I just cannot do that, or I have a husband that's not able to produce children through our union, And yet my highest aspiration is supposed to be like my heavenly parents. Well, what is the one main attribute of heavenly parents is the fact that they can procreate. Now, that is supposed to be my highest aspiration. If I'm a single Latter-day Saint, I want to be married, but no one has asked me to marry them. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. The ability to get married seems to be slipping away for that individual, but yet my highest aspiration is supposed to be like a heavenly couple who are married for time and eternity, I assume? That seems to be a bit confusing, and I would think it would actually be somewhat depressing to a Latter-day Saint woman who's listening to this message by Renlin. I, I think you're right, Eric. I, I don't think if, if I were to be asked... Where does my theology begin? It certainly would not begin with heavenly parents. But then he goes on to say, Very little has been revealed about mother in heaven, but what we do know is summarized in a gospel topic found in our gospel library application. Well, of course, he's talking about this gospel topics essay. And it's not a very long essay. There's not a whole lot of information. And you're right, Eric, there's nothing in the standard works that talks about Heavenly Mother. There's nothing in the Bible. There's nothing in the Book of Mormon. There's nothing in the Doctrine and Covenants. Bruce McConkie, a Mormon apostle, actually said it was an unspoken truth. But yet something that seems to have been gleaned from a couple of private conversations that Joseph Smith had with some women, and the fact that a non-priesthood-holding woman by the name of Eliza Roxy Snow writes a hymn that mentions Heavenly Mother, that all of a sudden makes it doctrine? The essay you're referring to, Mother in Heaven, is only six paragraphs, very short, as you mentioned. And it says this in part, This understanding of Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother is rooted in scriptural and prophetic teachings about the nature of God, our relationship to deity, and the godly potential of men and women. The doctrine of a Heavenly Mother is a cherished and distinctive belief among Latter-day Saints. But as you mentioned, Bill, there is no record of a formal revelation of Joseph Smith on the doctrine. That's what the essay says. And yet, Some early Latter-day Saint women recalled that he personally taught them about a mother in heaven. So we're just going to have to base this 
on what these women said, Joseph Smith said, but if it's not found in the scripture, we don't have it anywhere that was officially spoken of by Joseph Smith, by Brigham Young and others, and it doesn't really become official until 1909. You have all of these years. In 1830, you certainly would not say that your theology begins with heavenly parents. Well, and Renlund goes on after he talks about this topic being found in the Gospel Library application. He says, once you have read what is there, you will know everything that I know about the subject. Now, this is a a Mormon apostle speaking. He's one of the top 15 guys in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He's basically saying, if you read that essay that you just cited from Eric, you're going to know everything that he knows about the subject. And then he goes on to say, I wish I knew more. You too may still have questions and want to find more answers. Seeking greater understanding is an important part of our spiritual development. But please be cautious. Reason cannot replace revelation. I want to address that again later, but I want to go back to what he says about this doctrine of Heavenly Mother. I wish I knew more. It's not that LDS leaders have not talked about this, because they most certainly have. What have leaders said about Heavenly Mother? Let's go, first of all, to Joseph Fielding Smith, who was the 10th president of the church in his book, Answers to Gospel Questions. This is found in Volume 3, page 142. The fact that there is no reference to a mother in heaven, either in the Bible, Book of Mormon, or D&C, is not sufficient proof that no such thing as a mother did exist there. If we had a father, which we did, for all of these records speak of him, then does not good common sense tell us that we must have had a mother there also? My answer to that question would be no. No, it doesn't imply that. It doesn't even mean that. If I am going to be believing in an all-powerful God, and Latter-day Saints tell me that they believe in an all-powerful God, then wouldn't it be possible for an all-powerful God to create human beings without a sexual union with some other heavenly mother? I mean, and, and let's think about this. If If we're going to use how procreation happens here on the earth and somehow apply that to the heavenly realms, and you have no scripture whatsoever to support this, doesn't that sound a lot like speculation? Now, Latter-day Saints would reel at that statement because they don't look at anything Joseph Smith seems to come up with as being speculation. It's a revelation, and they just buy into that, unfortunately. The fact that he claims to be a prophet and the fact that they believe he is a prophet makes it okay for Joseph Smith to say, and we might add, and even do just about anything he wants to do because you just don't question a prophet in that kind of a context. When Renlund says reason cannot replace revelation, and yet isn't Joseph Fielding Smith using reason? Common sense tells us that we must have had a mother there also. What about Harold B. Lee in the teachings of Harold B. Lee, page 22? We had a heavenly mother, he says. Can you think of having a father without a mother? Or how about 15th president Gordon B. Hinckley, who says logic and reason would certainly suggest that if we have a father in heaven, we have a mother in heaven. If you don't have this in your scriptures, you don't have Joseph Smith ever teaching it officially, it's all hearsay, and you have all these guys then trying to use reason, and yet here, Renlin is saying, we're not supposed to use reason to replace revelation, but we don't even know if it was a real revelation from the very earliest of the leaders. 
But yet Renlin in the very next paragraph goes on to say that speculation will not lead to greater spiritual knowledge, but it can lead us to deception or divert our focus from what has been revealed. But yet when we read these comments from, for instance, Joseph Fielding Smith or Harold B. Lee or even Gordon B. Hinckley, it sounds to me like that's exactly what they're resting on. They're resting on speculation. They could argue, I guess, and many Latter-day Saints probably will, but yeah, but it came from a prophet. So Joseph Smith was never wrong on any of the things that he taught. Brigham Young was never wrong on some of the things that he taught. And the reason why I raise that question is because in the very next paragraph of Renlund's talk, he's going to give us the impression that when these leaders speak, they don't just fabricate their own doctrines. They are speaking by revelation. In other words, they are giving us the mind and the will of God on these subjects. That's what makes a Latter-day prophet so important in the eyes of the LDS people. They are led not just by ancient scripture. No, they're led by latter-day prophets that speak to us today, the mind and will of God for us today. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another Viewpoint on Mormonism. Pastor, could your congregation benefit from a presentation that explains the differences between Mormonism and New Testament Christianity? MRM's Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson would be honored to come to your church. Whether it's a single crash course or a weekend symposium, hundreds of churches have benefited from their fully documented and easy to understand PowerPoint presentations. If you'd like to schedule MRM at your church, simply write us at contact at mrm.org. Again, that's contact at mrm.org.